0: Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in to Mox on the Mic, the girls of spring, ready to get back on the diamond. And we're going to be joined by the head softball coach of the Chattanooga Mox. Frank Reed is going to join us. We'll talk about his team. We'll talk about the freshmen that he's brought in, the players he's got coming back, including the Southern Conference's Preseason Player of the Year in Emily Coulthard, and some big changes happening at Frost Stadium. We'll get into all of that with the head coach of the Mox and Frank Reed coming up in just a minute. Don't forget, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Mox on the Mic. Make sure you tell a friend about it as well. Make us your first listen when new episodes drop each and every Thursday. Now, here's our conversation with Chattanooga softball coach Frank Reed. Coach, it's always uh, it's always fun when we get close to the season and and we get a chance to we get a chance to start. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what you guys have coming back. Y- you've got a pretty good nucleus that you're bringing back from last year, and I guess we got to start with Emily Coltharp, who is the preseason player of the year in the conference, who has kind of been uh, she's been number one from day one for you. It seems like.
1: She has. She's the story in herself. You know, she was a walk-on kid that we didn't have a scholarship for beginning. And she came in obviously first year was on freshman, all freshman team. And then just, you know, exploded from there has been that kid that does everything that we ask her to do. A very good example for what we, you know, we want to put out there on the field. And I was so proud of her. You know, she got this, I think she got this award last year. I'm not, I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure she did. And of course we talked about a little bit about it with her about, you know, it's sort of the jinx a little bit. You get that, and then now you've got to live up to the billing. And so, uh, you know, she said, "Maybe I just, maybe just don't nominate me." I said, "No, I'm nominating you. You just got to live up to the billing." So, uh, yeah, we're excited about her and several of our other retirement returning players.
0: You've got a pretty good nucleus uh, coming back. Tell me a little bit about that group, and obviously, we've we've talked about uh, Coltart, but tell me about the rest of that group and and who has you excited.
1: Well, you know, I think we're going to return six, uh, you know, uh, Katie Snell at short, Aislinn Sellers, you know, at first. And, you know, we played uh, Kelly Phillips there at third. We're going to use her as a catcher some uh, and sort of rotate a little bit around with our catchers. And we got uh, Presley Williamson and uh, Jace Purdy that are returning as catchers. What we we really need to see, uh, and then Addie Addie, uh, Keelan out in the outfield. Addie's a story. You know, she hit the home run. It put us ahead in the uh, eighth inning in the, in the championship game. You know, Addie wasn't a starter last year. You know, she worked hard. Defensively, we never had a question about Addie. We just needed her to be an offensive threat. And so uh, she's been able to do that. Hopefully she'll continue. Uh, then Olivia Lapari, you know, she returns. You know, those the, most of those kids I named, uh, Olivia and Aislinn and Jace and Presley are sophomores. What we really need for those guys to do to step up, Cause we brought in eight uh, eight freshmen, and, you know, it seems like this year they've been maybe just a little slow getting, you know, where we think we need them to be. We're going to need them to be there, but uh, uh, some of them can find some positions, as you know, as they work into the season. We hope to be able to play a lot of people early and uh, just to see where they're going to fit in. You know, you don't want to – you don't want to – risk winning, you know, and, and, and shuffling around uh, – line up around too much. But at the same token, you know, we want to get those kids in and see what they're they're able to do. You know, we're Izzy. returning uh, uh, at the pitching spot, spot you know, uh, Brooke Parrott, who made the first team uh, along with Alyssa LeVevis and uh, uh, Izzy Alley. Izzy's a – Izzy's a, you know, a freshman, sophomore this year, and we need her, you know, to really be big for us. And Alyssa's a, you know, a junior. And so uh, we need those kids to step up. And then we brought two new pitchers in and Taylor, uh, Taylor long in uh, Bayesian Gould, and uh, they've had really good fall. And so I think we may be a tad. I know we're going to be uh, better on the mound. We just got to figure out how we're going to. Uh, uh, get back in with the power part. Uh, some of our uh, most of the, players that we brought in as freshmen are mostly speed kids. And so, uh, we're a little one-sided with speed. I'm not, I don't like that. Uh, so we're going to have to figure out who, who in the sophomore class is going to step up and be our, uh, be our power.
0: What do you expect? I mean, I, I, guess we can assume Brooke Perry, it'll be your, your, your number one pitcher. Um, what does it look like then behind, behind Brooke, uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of starters?
1: Well, we got Izzy we just mentioned her Izzy Alley uh, you know she's uh, she did really well for us she's a uh, drop ball type pitcher and Alyssa LaVada those are our returners and so we added two, the two freshmen that I mentioned earlier Taylor and uh and, Peja. uh and they've had good falls so our pitching staff looks pretty good uh, I was talking with our pitching coach uh, Coach Terango Camp now uh, she's got married but uh, about I feel comfortable that we don't have to – we've got a lot of combinations uh, where, you know, we can help somebody if they're a certain style. We've got other style type pitchers that we can, you know, plug in. And I can see all of them being able to be able to start. I'm trying to find that one player, pitcher-wise, that can be that closer for us. Uh, I like somebody that can come in strong in the fifth. We had a a pitcher several years ago that uh, come in. She didn't want to – she wanted to be a starter. And uh, Candace Irwin, she wanted to be a starter, but she figured out really quick that I didn't want her in that role. I wanted her to, in the in the come you know off the bench role. And once she bought into that, when I handed Candace the ball in the fifth, and we were one run lead, I knew that we had that win. And I'm looking for that out of this pitching staff. We got a couple that probably could fit that bill. I'm just uh, I'm just waiting to give them opportunities to show me which one wants to do
0: it. So you've you've talked about your pitching staff. You mentioned the fact that you feel like maybe you're a little a little heavy on the speed side, maybe not as much power offensively. What are your big question marks about this team?
1: Uh, I guess the offensive side. Uh, you know uh, how that's going to work for us. Uh, we it, it all depends on how we plug people into the outfield and. and once that, once we decide on that, I think we'll get have a little bit better idea of how we want to rotate. You know, in our sports, you can't put somebody in the game and take them out. So you know they're done if they're if coming off the bench. So uh, unlike a basketball where you can give them some minutes, take them out, and put them back in. Uh, so we got to find out that combination of a kid that's going to be able to come off the bench and help us either defensively or offensively that we can maybe keep in the game. Uh, that's what Addie. Did for us last year. She was that late entry into the into the lineup from the defensive side. So uh when we did that, uh we needed her offense to, to step up, you know, and she was able to do that, you know, down toward the end. And of course, I like to talk about her home run she hit in the eighth. I'm still standing there in the third base box when she hits it over the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we knew Addie has that power. She hadn't typically been, you know, that. Go to kid and the crunch, but uh, you know that's obviously boosted her a lot, and, and you know we saw some of that going, some of that consistency going into the regional. So we're excited about her here coming back and filling out the outfield spot. So there's still a lot of questions on offense. Uh, our pitchers, I think, have come along really fine. You know, the fact that we're returning three, the two that we brought in, Paige and Taylor, both of them are a little bit different styles of pitchers. Where Taylor's a little harder thrower has the throws of the up pitch, the, the rise ball, you know, Peja keeps it down a little bit more. And she's got uh, the curve and uh, and the change up. You know, Taylor throws the change up, but you know, Taylor would be a great addition behind Brooke or behind an Izzy. You know, that, that type of setup. So there again, just finding what works and when we see it, we just keep we can just keep going to it, I think.
0: Am I am I correct here? This feels like maybe this – smallest roster you've had in a while
1: Uh, i think we're at 22 so it's not technically that small Uh, we've had we've had uh i think upwards of maybe 20 i don't think we've ever been over 25 honestly in today's world uh just from the financial part of it and the scholarships i'd like to get it back down closer to 20 uh 22 is probably would probably be our max moving forward but uh you know We've got a great program. We've got a great school. Academically, we're you know we're just knocking it out of the park, and we've got a lot of people that want to come to our school and play softball. And uh, we're turning away more and more and more. And I don't know if that has to do with the NIL and people trying to get the opportunity and maybe not getting the opportunity because a, another player moves from an NIL to a certain school. So it's like a it's like a job, you know, when somebody. You know, when somebody moves in your – like even at UTC, somebody moves, somebody takes position, and it opens up another position, it opens up another position, so everybody just starts funneling into those spots. And so I think that's what's happened a little bit in recruiting. Uh, so, uh, you know, and you never know with the, with, the, with the portal what any what any young person might do. They may come and play and have a great season. UNC is a good example of that. Uh UNCG had one of the top pitchers in our conference and uh, did well took her out to uh, I think it was uh, Oregon Oregon I think and uh, they played in a tournament out there and she held Oregon very close I mean just like neck and neck and they needed the pitcher and they reached out to UNCG's pitcher and now she's pitching up there so or over there so that can happen you know and you you know, I struggle a little bit with a loyalty thing. Um, you know, you want to bring your kids in, you want to be loyal to them, you want to, be able to try to do the things that you want to do, help them get through college. But at the same token, you want that in re- in in return. But in the world today, we've made it okay to be able to say, "I'm a mock today." I'm just using as an example. I'm a mock today, and I'm somebody else tomorrow. Uh, you're seeing that a lot in the Power Five, uh, especially. You know, you look at football. You know, there's no so and so at quarterback has been there three years and worked their way in the starting lineup. You know they're a transfer from Kansas, they're a transfer from Alabama, they're a transfer from here. So that's starting to filter down into our sport and other sports, and so that makes it very difficult for us to know how to recruit. And uh, you know, that's I think that's a little bit of how we got into uh, sort of I don't know if you ever overload the speed, but that's how we got there.
0: You um. You've got some transfers, but, but these are for the most part, local kids who went off and, and wanted to come back home. Yeah. Uh, you haven't been very active in, in the transfer portal and, and going out and, and getting players to come here. Uh, you've chosen to continue to recruit the, uh, the high school kids. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Is that still where you, you feel the most comfortable? Well, one of my
1: favorite things, says so you may be honest or lie to you, uh, you know, honestly, uh, we looked in the portal. We looked hard in the portal this year. There's some spots that we needed. And uh, there's some a couple of kids that we reached out to. Uh, one was sort of at the beginning. It didn't work. The second one we thought we were going to get uh, brought them in, you know, and you bring them in and you take the visit and you do all the stuff and you encourage them. We'd have been, we'd, now we, we look at it now, it's been a very important part of what, what we need because it was a power person, uh, but uh, chose not to come to UTC for what, uh, not so much that, it was just what we were able to offer scholarship-wise, and uh, so um, that's not to say that we won't wouldn't go to the portal, I don't want to tell you that we're never going to go there, but, uh, but we like the young kids, we like the ones that will come in, we like the local kids as well, you know, we obviously look here first, and then but we get a lot of interest from the West Coast and uh, even broader range than that. We're getting more and more people coming to our camps, uh, and that's where you're that's where you're going to get recruited for the most part. You get to somebody's camp, you get a chance to see them, and then, uh, you like them, they like you, and then you can,
0: you know, proceed from there. Let's talk a little bit about this schedule. Uh, you guys open up with the Charleston Invitational on uh, February the uh, February the tenth. Uh, you've got the, the Chattanooga challenge a week later here at home. Of course, the frost classic always an, an outstanding <laughs> event, uh, a little bit about this schedule and, and, um, uh, some of the competition you're going to face.
1: Okay. Uh, you know, we talked about going to Charleston. We put up up with Jamie, you know, they're a world series team, you know, and they're always pretty consistent on the field. So we're excited about getting to start open up with them. They're going to be just like us trying to figure out what they're going to do out on the field. Uh, you know, hopefully Charleston's warm, uh, you know, hopefully they are far enough South that we'll get some warm weather down there, uh, and, uh, you know, get a chance to see, uh, then we come back home. Uh, we have our two tournaments or, you know, our, our Channing challenge and our frost classic, uh, we can talk about it a little later, but we're not going to be able to play those, those games at frost because of the uh, construction that's going on there. So those will be played on what we call the quad. It's just right behind frost stadium. So those first two tournaments will be played there. Uh, then we're on the road. I don't know how we got there. We didn't design it this way. We're on the road for like five weeks. And and so when we come back home, I think, uh, April 5th is, uh, the day I think there's, they're saying that, uh, all that should be back in place so we can play there, but we have an exciting schedule. You know, we're going to, we're going to try to make our trip down to Florida this year. Again, uh, that's always been a really beneficial trip for us. Uh, it's a little lengthy, uh, you know. We're I think we're out on the road for ten days, but the thing I like about it is right before conference tournament, uh, we get a chance to get down in some warm weather and just sort of that really defines us as a team. I think as we uh, as we get ready for conference, and then we're able to bring them back and hopefully jump right into being very successful in the conference play. Uh, we're going to do it a little different. We're going to be h- h- in a tournament at Madeira Beach, and then we're going down the Florida Gulf Coast for a three-game series. Coming back a day earlier so we can get them back, get their feet back under them, and be prepared for the, uh, the conference uh, schedule. So the schedule is exciting. Uh, we got – you know, it's what's really going to be nice is when we get into the new stadium. I'll tell you about that if, if that's going to be your next question, uh, a little bit more how that's going to come about. But, uh, you know, as – I watched the team last year and we were basically a 500 team throughout most of the season. We'd win and we'd have good feelings and then we'd drop a game and, you know, just trying to find that camaraderie. Uh, uh, One of the best things that we did last year was to take their team on the road. We took the, well, we went on the road to uh, Western Carolina that last series. Keep in mind, I had done this before and it didn't work so it's not some bright idea that I had I tried it once before we played a series at western Carolina we swept there uh, and the team just grew from that uh, you know we were able not to come home we took a day and just drove up you know took our time because you got to get right to the conference tournament and you got to go to Greensboro where it was and you got that practice day so we were able to take that day and travel and kids just sort of refresh and relax and have a nice dinner and get back out on the practice field you know the next day up there and and then start the tournament and you know we didn't you know we Picked up right where we left off at Western Carolina. We had to, we end up getting them again, so we, this was our fourth time that we had to play them. So uh, I was a little concerned about that. It's hard to beat somebody consistently over and over and over again, but we got that first win. That was probably our toughest. And then we had, I think we beat, then we beat UNCG, then we beat Samford, and then uh, uh, we were just waiting, you know, for UNCG to come back through. And of course, you know the story. We won that game and. Our kids were so close. I remember the day that afternoon we came back on a Saturday afternoon after the tournament. Everybody was so pumped, and we were so close. I mean, you couldn't tear those kids apart. We got pulled in the parking lot. It was time to unload the bus, and they needed to go back to the dorms. And they just they just looked at each other. I said, uh, it's, "Well, yeah, we got to separate. We got to go. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday for the for the the show." And so, um, I, I loved seeing that camaraderie and how they came together. So the team that was, you know, just – I wouldn't use the word struggle, but work to get to where they needed to be because at the whole time during the season, they were definitely on board with each other. And so when we got to that last part, and they once they come together, I knew that they could be something, you know, to give somebody some some trouble, and they did that. And, uh, you know, only went on and went on to the regionals, and I thought we played really, really well against Alabama and uh, had to get, you know, the win against Murray State. And then Alabama game, we played well with against them for both times, and uh, I was proud of the proud of that team.
0: So, what are we going to see different at uh, at Frost Stadium when we uh, when we roll in there uh, on uh, April the fifth?
1: Okay, I'll, I'm gonna put it to you this way. I'll start it off uh, a little different. So, if I were to blindfold you and put you in the car and drive you around, brought you in opened, I took the blindfold off at frost and I took it off and I'd say, where are you? You probably wouldn't know where you were. That's how much we're, how much we're going to be changing the the, the place there. So, uh, if you can envision, um, uh, all new turf, when I say two new turf, it's all, everything's turf infill, outfield. Uh, so that'll all be new and you know how crisp and clean that looks in on a turf field. You know, you, you see it in football, you know, in other sports, but, um, We'll have all that done. Uh, the walls will be no longer branded with a screen. They'll be, brand, they'll be uh, padded Padded walls. Be a little higher, I think, than what they were before. Right? It's about six and a half, seven feet by the time we put them up on the little concrete berm that you have to attach the uh, turf to. So all new turf, uh, we're expanding the bullpens. Uh, the bullpens will go out. Uh, we've already done work on the uh, cages, the hidden cages. Uh, the bullpens will go out. And so when you walk in, everything's going to look just different. And then to top it off, uh, we have a big jumbotron. If you can visualize Frost scoreboard, the middle section will be all jumbotron where the scoreboard is now. And then the outer sections, you remember, they had two little outer sections that had, had names on it. Those are going to go away. They'll be two smaller, I guess you call them jumbotrons or whatever and they will be advertising. So, you know, whoever wants to slap their advertising up there can be able to do that. So it's going to be a fantastic place. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Frost is a great place to play in anyway. way. This is a, a much needed makeover. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy coming, you know, just for the fans purpose, you know, they can come in and, uh, you know, you come in on a dirt field and grass, you know, it's a, the crew has drugged the field if it's windy the dust gets on the seats you know and so on and so forth you know you have to wipe the seats off you know if you've ever been to an all-turf field you don't have any of that you know it's just crisp and clean everything cleans up you don't have the dirt and the the grassy stuff so we're excited about how it's going to look uh and uh, i think it's going to be a big win for us and chattanooga
0: now is this the first since frost opened, would this be the, and obviously, I mean, there's, there's been maintenance done, but is this the, the first time that it has had this level of an overhaul since it opened?
1: I, I guess you could say that we've painted or they've painted, you know, the, uh, the press box and, you know, all that kind of stuff has been painted and stuff over the years and to keep maintenance there. We put a new outfill in the grass outfill. We put a new outfill in maybe three years ago uh, to try to level up some stuff out there. And, of course, they're constantly working on the infill and doing things and and making it, you know, the best it can be. Uh, You know, other than us putting branding up, uh, you know, we've changed out some branding over the years. We did the thing with the train out in the outfill on the building. It looked like a train. We did did that, uh, which, you know, I thought it gave it a really neat look. Uh, yeah, this is the biggest thing that we've done. Uh, and a lot of things that we, we knew that we needed to do. Of course, a lot of this is in response to the fact that we're having our conference tournament, we're hosting there. And then the week after will be the NC two, a division two national championship. So, uh, will be there for uh, this year and they break a year. And I think they're trying to back. I'm not sure if they have the contract or not. Uh, for sure, but they're saying that they'll be back for the next maybe three years after that. And so it won't interfere with us because that's always the week that you would go if we win conference tournament, we would go to regionals. So that would never be a situation where we would have to be there and be put out or anything. So uh, it can be a you know be a nice thing for Chattanooga and the softball community to get a chance to see us one week in a conference tournament and then come back the next weekend or week, however long it is, and see the Division Two. National championship, and you know how exciting the Division One national championship is in Oklahoma. Everybody tunes into that. You know it's a big TV thing. So you know I can see Division Two softball is really good. It's it's strong. A lot of those programs in Division Two can play uh, at Division One. They just that's just what their ch- school chooses to be in. So yeah, it'd be a big get for the Chattanooga area in softball.
0: How involved were you in this process?
1: Getting the Division Two here.
0: No, the the renovations to uh, to Frost.
1: Uh, well, uh, <laughs> a lot, quite a bit. Uh, you know, we were going to do a major overhaul, and there were some issues with, uh, you know, the funding. You know, with city UTC, whatever venture here, and there was going to be some problems with funding, and so they cut it back to just a minimal. I well, don't say minimal, but some improvement, but not everything that everybody wanted. Uh, a little bit of turf, not a lot of turf, just on the sidelines and stuff, uh, hoping to get the scoreboard part, definitely getting the padded walls, uh, definitely getting the uh, the bullpens redone, but the turf, the fill itself wasn't going to happen. But uh, after meeting with them, I was able to reach out to some people that I knew uh, with my AstroTurf contact, co- contacts. and I made friends with those people over the years. And then uh, uh, Thomas Crean, uh, one of the, people that helped me there with AstroTurf um, his fa- he married into that uh, family that owned it now it used to be privately owned now it's on the, on the stock market I think but I reached back out to them and Thomas has been a UTC guy and told him what we needed to do so we were able to get them to uh, pretty much donate all the field uh, for frost uh, there's a re- they're going to do something with with the city with uh, doing some additional fields so uh, sort of an agreement that they would do frost and then they would get other work that's going to be happening there at uh, the other fields, which is much needed stuff too, because we're you know, losing too many games and stuff to weather. So at the end, that's, you know, it's a great, great, great deal for all of us and, you know, and stroke turf turf stepping on, up and helping us out there in that respect. But what we'll end up with, you'll have two fields, what they call the quad, two fields turfed up there and one, to the, one at Frost. And eventually they'll turf the other two fills it, uh, in the quad. I know there was three more, one at filled at five by the zoo, and then the two there, the other two. So, yeah, it's going to be a big, big get for them because, you know, the, the number of tournaments that are hosted in there and everything is going to be I – mean, oh, and I forgot to mention the lights. Uh, uh, Musco Lighting's uh, come in and did all the new lighting. It's going to be latest, greatest. You know, you're playing out there. It's like playing in, in the daytime. You know, in the sun. Wow. So uh, the, the Musco lighting's got uh, features where I think one of the features they're going to put on is our fight song. So as the fight song's being played, the lights can blink and do color and all this kind of stuff. Fight song's one of the things that I wanted. Outside of that, I didn't care what else they were able to do. <laughs> I wanted the fight song. I'm a fight song guy because, you know, I guess that's old school. I don't know. I don't know. That's one of my not really pet peeves, but one of the things i like to see us emphasize more with our, I think it just, creates and bonding with the school and, and you know you you hear that fight song and you know what you know you know what you're standing for and it gets you up and ready to play but uh so being an old fight song guy i said i want the fight song on there we don't play it enough let's get it up there so they're going to have that and then they'll have, we'll have other music they'll be programmed in so it'll be pretty neat uh we don't play a ton in the dark or need light but uh you know we make and reschedule some games uh, in the future to be able to Get some later afternoon games and play under the lights. So, uh, it'd be a great, great feature for everybody.
0: Coach, appreciate it. As always, uh, excited to, uh, to get this season started and, uh, can't wait to see you guys. Uh, uh, can't wait to see you guys on that, uh, on that Astro Turf at, uh, at Frost Stadium.
1: April 5th is the day that they're set. They said they hope to have it finished by that day and, or hope but that's the schedule to have it finished. So basically, what we're going to do, I've told the kids, we're going to, Go off for a few weeks and we're gonna come back home to a beautiful stadium, a beautiful place to play. And I think they're really excited, a little apprehensive, I guess, as anyone would be, but how does the turf play and how, you know, how does this happen? How's that happen? But you know, I've assured them that. You know, we we work out on turf inside and you know, bounces are true. Uh, you know, the ball rolls a little faster off turf, especially on bunts. If you slide, you got to slide a little earlier because you're going to slide right by the bag because it's a little quicker. If you've ever watched anybody on turf and slide, and they go right by the bag zip, you know it's pretty quick. But um, it'll be it'll be clean. plus, for our managers, you know we get to play at home and we're wearing those white pants and we're sliding, you are not so concerned about trying to get the get the, get the stain out of them. So everybody's going to benefit, I think.
0: Coach, appreciate it. We'll talk again soon.
1: All right, thank you. You guys have a great day and a great weekend
0: always a good time to visit with coach reed and appreciate him giving us some time super excited to see what frost stadium looks like with the turf and the new video board the new outfield wall it's going to be fantastic make sure that you make plans early april make your way over to uh to frost stadium and uh and see these changes i think it's uh not only good for the chattanooga softball program but I think it's really good for the uh, the softball community in general in the Chattanooga area, an opportunity to host more events here. So uh, I think that's, uh, that's a wonderful thing. So appreciate, again, Coach Reed giving us some time. Thanks to you guys for being here as well. Thanks to Tate Johnson, our producer, who puts all of this together and delivers it to your uh, smartphone or your device each and every week. So until next time, have a great week and go Mox! Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.